0: Welcome in, everybody, to another great episode of the Prepared Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Austin, and uh, man, it's the day of the primary here in Michigan. And if you're listening to this, I sincerely hope that you got out yesterday and did your civic duty and participated in the voting system. If you guys have been listening to us for any length of time You know how I feel about participating in voting and our our overall selective system, and if we want things to get better, you have to participate, you have to vote, you have to make your voice be heard. I know there's a whole lot of thought and a whole lot of emotion tied up into that statement, and we're not going to get into it, but I do hope you guys went out and voted, and I do hope that you participated. So getting into things, uh, actually, it it, it plays into this week's discussion uh, as we talk about the election, as we talk about everything that's coming up in 2024. Josh and I are actually going to sit down, and this week we are going to discuss the year as a whole, right, 2024, what it could look like for us, and if it's truly what many would refer to as the year of the Minuteman. We talk a lot in this space about the concept of, like, a modern Minuteman, right? We talk about the AR-15 platform being the modern musket, the uh, the weapon of choice, if you will, right? Just like the Kentucky Long Rifle was for many, many, many years, right? It was just the, the most common platform that was available to the average American citizen. Now is the AR-15 the same. So we're going to talk about a whole lot of things. We're going to talk about what that term modern Minuteman means to both of us. We're going to talk about what we expect coming down the line in 2024, and we're going to talk about where we see overlap, truthfully, right, where these ideas sort of, they intersect or overlap, right, and how you can be better prepared or, or should be better prepared for what may come down the line. If we talk about things that we can look back and reflect upon in elections past, more specifically probably the most recent election, which was 2020, the aftermath, the fallout, the blowback, the I I mean, I don't really know. Uh, 2020 was a very interesting year for a lot of different things, uh, as you know, lockdowns and things were, were set in during the pandemic and whatnot. So there's a whole lot of emotion, right, and feeling tied up into it. And that's never going to go away, right? Those of us that lived through that, uh, to whatever degree that you lived through it, know that it's going to be in our history books, right? Our kids' textbooks and things are going to include this. It'll be, you know, it'll be as talked about as I, I imagine anyways, it'll be as talked about as the Great Depression, you know, because of the impact that it's had on this country and the the profound change that it stirred upon us. So uh, Josh and I are going to get into all of that stuff because, I, I mean, this isn't a unique take, right? It's not a hot take. It's not anything new. A lot of people are anticipating seeing some very screwed up stuff going on later this year as we get closer to the election. Now, the election proper, which happens in November, you know, we could be saved because it's just cold out. But the months leading up to it, as things heat up, if it does become clear, right, that Donald Trump becomes the uh, the front runner of the Republican Party, if Joe Biden does once again become the front runner for the Democratic Party, as it does appear, uh, just looking at. The primary results today, you know, they are the front runners, right? Joe Biden has ninety-one delegates. Nobody else has any in the in the Democratic Party, and Donald Trump has one hundred and ten, with Nikki Haley having twenty, and then the remaining delegates going to Ron DeSantis and Vivek Ramaswamy, who have both dropped out in January. So it's going to be a very dicey situation, and it's something that we need to talk about because. It's as that term "modern Minuteman" gets thrown around, we don't want to like—I don't want to say perverted—but we don't want to get it confused with a with a modern survivalist or prepper. We want to talk about a modern Minuteman and what that might mean in the particular scope of the year 2024. So, should be an insightful discussion to say the very least. Before I get on over to the discussion with, with Josh and I sitting down. Uh, This is a sponsored podcast. If you guys are joining us for the very first time, welcome in. And we want to tell you about some of our amazing partners in the industry that do some outstanding work and create some outstanding products. Uh, Through their, their support and their sponsorship, we're able to bring this podcast to you guys on a weekly basis, sometimes even more often than weekly if it's extra spicy stuff going on. But we have to say thank you to these companies because they're awesome. We want to let you guys know about it. And they enable us to do all sorts of amazing stuff. So let's start out by saying thank you to Custom Night Vision. You guys, customnightvision.com is their website. I encourage you all, I implore you all to head over to the website, again, customnightvision.com, and check out everything that they have in stock today. In the scope of today's discussion, being a modern Minuteman, night vision is almost... Considered these days as essential gear, mission essential equipment. So whether that's a single tube unit like a Tonto housing or PVS 14 or some dual tubes like some BNVDs, some DTNVSs, whatever flavor of night vision you prefer, uh, you know, green phosphor, white phosphor, the guys over at Custom have it in stock. Tons of options available to you in, like I said, green, in white, in LBIT, L3, all kinds of options, and even the the exciting and interesting Jerry31 options from overseas that are getting a lot of attention because of their affordability and their price point. You guys can head over to the website. They have a built-in chat function, so you can reach out and talk to a member of the Custom Night Vision team anytime to ask questions, to get clarification. You don't have to be an expert in Night Vision to have a great purchasing experience with the folks over at Custom. In fact, their goal and their mission is to provide you, the customer, with the most transparent experience that they can and the most enjoyable experience they can. Because Night vision is awesome, Night Vision is a ton of fun, and they want you guys to enjoy your purchase. So whether you know a little bit about Night Vision, you know nothing at all other than that it's a great capability and that you want it, or you're a seasoned user looking to move up from your PBS 14 green phosphor L-bit unit to some binocular L3 white phosph. They are there for you, and if you guys already own the night vision, that's outstanding. They also sell solutions like helmets, mounts, flashlights, laser units, everything you guys need to get yourself up and running and be effective with your night vision, whether it's from zero to complete or you're halfway through the process, the guys over at Custom will take fantastic care of you, and they're huge supporters of us here at Prepared Mindset. Head on over to CustomNightVision.com today and check it out for yourselves. Also have to say, a very... Very heartfelt thank you to the team over at HRT Tactical Gear. Chris and crew are doing outstanding work with the nylon gear. They sent us a box of of kit. Uh, Josh just got a L-back plate carrier and one of their arc belt systems. I've been running mine for several months now and I absolutely love it. If you guys are looking for a plate carrier, and again, this folds into the conversation that we're having today about being a modern Minuteman, a plate carrier really starts to become essential equipment if you're looking for a good quality plate carrier whether it's the l back the rack the h rack options that hrt has they're all available you can head on over to hrttacticalgear.com today take a look for yourself see what they have in stock see which one fits your needs don't have plates that's okay they sell in stock plates they sell in stock medical range supplies And I've been playing with their AWLS Lighthead as well. It's outstanding and honestly pushing the top of the tier in the market right now. Really, really encourage you guys to go check all that stuff out for yourselves. Again, hrttacticalgear.com. And last but certainly not least, we want to say thank you. Two hundred Concepts. Guys, if you're running weapon lights, and you really should be running weapon lights, you need their light caps. If you're running scopes, right, something with magnification, or even now with just a red dot, anything that's going to glare, give off a reflection or a glint, you need some kind of anti-reflective device. Those options, those solutions, are where 100 Concepts comes in. You can head over to their website, 100Concepts.com. Check out their hex cap line, their scope caps, their light caps. They launched their pro scope cap line back in September that incorporates a anti reflective device with a scope cap. It's really neat how they put it all together with nothing but shock cord and some you know good good old fashioned American ingenuity. Great great guys, Jonah Garrett and Pierce. You guys are just nailing it. Those dudes are crushing it, man. Again, it's 100concepts.com. Head over to the website, check out everything they have and pick up some gear for yourself. So shout out to all those guys and all of their amazing products. Those are some fantastic companies. And if this conversation is one that leaves you wondering where your capability gaps are, I highly encourage you guys to go check out all three of those companies. All of them run great sales periodically and you can get some very, very good gear at a very affordable price. We also want to take a moment here and say thank you to all of our Patreon patrons. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash prepared underscore mindset underscore pod. That's our page. It's got blog posts. It's got videos. It's got drills, all kinds of cool stuff going on there. And if you're looking for a new and interesting way to support the prepared mindset, that is the best way to tackle it. So head on over there. Check that out. Big shout out to all of those folks, all of our patrons that make this podcast possible. So like I said, this week's discussion—we're getting into 2024, talking about—is this really the year of the modern Minuteman? Is this really when we're going to see the the need for for such civilians to to step up and uh, take up arms, or at the very least, step up and protect their homes and communities from uh, what you know otherwise is considered a violent uprising, both either domestic or foreign. We don't know. Uh, Josh and I are going to get into all of that stuff. We're going to share our thoughts, our opinions, our feelings, and a whole lot more. And with that, I'll just go ahead and cut it on over to me and Josh. Hope you guys like it. What's up, dude? How's it going?
1: I almost said it's Monday, but it's totally Tuesday, and it's been uh, a blur of a week so far, but
0: it's it's. Yeah, right. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to get into it, because I think this topic is something that... I think everybody, like, I don't know, I think a lot of people are like, every year, like, is this the year, you know, of the great American uprising or whatever? But I I think after what we saw four years ago, you know, this literally has all of the potential necessary uh, ingredients, right? For a like, volatile reaction in, in the American yeah. like culture, you know what I mean? Like, in America today. So, yeah. talking about the concept, like let's start with like defining the concept of the modern Minuteman. Because and I'm gonna apologize to all the listeners right now, because like I sound like straight butthole. Like I'm I'm sick, <laughs> I sound super nasally, my voice is super deep, which is like really cool, but in the worst way. Um but you, you hear a lot of people talk about it, right? A lot of people say the modern Minuteman, and maybe maybe that was like a Lucas Bodkin term. That I think I that's right the first time I heard it. I think I could be wrong. You know. I, it's been around,
1: I mean, it's kind of a founding term in our, in our history. Um, I remember a nut and fancy video back, back in the day when I first started watching two A videos, he had a video called the Minuteman prerogative where he kind of broke down what that looks like. Um, he had a lot of like philosophical, yeah. you know, long, long winded videos where he's just talking. Um, I used to listen to those when I was uh, 17, 18, you know, um, that's
0: mm-hmm. what came
1: to mind when we started talking about this topic, remembering that video.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's not a new concept. It's not our concept. It's not, no, you know, it's not anything that we're bringing or or breathing new life to or something, but I, I think it's important if you're talking about understanding what this year could hold and what you could be in store for, you know, uh, I think it's, I think it's easy to confuse the term like, a, if we're looking at modern Minuteman, and we're looking at a survivalist or a prepper, and I don't like either of those terms either, just to be clear. But like, those people are all-encompassing, right? Like, it's a whole lifestyle of storing food, storing water, uh, fortifying your shelter, having fallback plans, having, you know, what I mean, there's, there's there's just like such a depth when you're talking about preparedness and survivors and or uh survivalists and things like that that isn't really it's not really part of the equation when you're talking about the quote modern minuteman. So if we if we jump back right to this, the American Revolution, right? And we talk about a minuteman, that was just a, a volunteer soldier, right? Mm-hmm. There was not necessarily uh an exceptional amount of training, not necessarily uh an exceptional, uh, exceptional amount of of preparedness, really. If we're being, mm-hmm. you know, and to an extent, that should be a model of what not to do because we almost lost that fucking war. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Thank you, France. Yeah, it, uh, nobody likes to say <laughs> it, but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the one time ever, you know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, as if we hadn't paid that one back a bunch by now. Uh, but, you know, it, if you look at it in the modern scope today, right, we talk about the modern day musket, right? The AR-15 and a minute, man, you, you don't have to necessarily, right, be somebody who's super well-versed in things like small unit tactics necessarily. Should This is, to be clear, to be very clear to anybody listening, this is not me saying that you shouldn't learn these things. I'm just saying in the scope of this conversation for the average American who does own a rifle. Okay. That, that That's what I'm addressing with this. You don't necessarily need to know small unit tactics or CQB, right? But you should be proficient with that rifle. And by proficient, like when I ask you, if if you were to have a friend tell you, Josh, yes, I have an AR-15 and I am... I'm very proficient with it to you. When they say that, what boxes would that have to check for you to agree with that statement? Yeah. Um, you gotta be safe. And first yep, first mean, and
1: most when, when you're, um, once you start shooting a lot and getting like, that thing is kind of becoming an extension of your body and you watch a video of somebody shooting, you can tell pretty much right away how experienced that person is based on how they're carrying themselves how their shooting stance is, the way they move with it, if it looks like they're um, <laughs> you're walking around with a dick in your hand, as I, I heard in the military Wait. term, like they're just walking around all awkward, like oh this thing, um, or if they're being way too confident, and that's when usually you see the unsafe um, acts come, where they're just they might be flagging people without realizing it, but they're moving around, you know, um, shooting and moving for the first time. You either have the people, you either have the people that are super careful, um, or you have the people that are just going balls to the wall and being unsafe or you have the guys that are actually thinking through what they're doing and you know um safety's first obviously you got to be able to hit what you're aiming at um manipulations um you know what all of the pieces do on your gun i hopefully you have some layout of the way your weapon is um set up to where it looks like oh this this guy thought about how he put this stuff together whether or not you Saw a video of how, um, Grantham set up his rifle, and then just set yours up exactly the same way. I mean, guilty sometimes, you know, early yeah, on, like to see what other guys are doing, and it, yeah, it could be worse, right? Um, but also like the way I see somebody has their sling set up could tell me this is this is um how he likes to run his stuff, and uh, it shows me that he's thought about it, you know. Um, yeah, but yeah, just I mean, just what all the things that would fall into proficiency are those, you know safety accuracy. I, I see manipulations as a big one too. Like I'll see guys not, not know how to really work their charging handle properly. Um, oh, dude, it's yeah, like slow, slowly riding it forward. Um,
0: or not being able to lock the to the rear. Yeah. My favorite is the guys that when you're, when you lock your bolts to the rear and they go to, they go ahead to go do, uh, a, a reload with an AR and they don't hit the bolt release and they go straight yeah, to the, charging the bolt handle
1: the, or they run the charging handle. Yeah. So yeah. little things like that. I mean, yeah. Um, a little bit of dry fire goes a long way if you have some guidance and there's tons of videos to help with that. I, I did a yeah. lot of manipulation dry fire, which technically isn't even really, I wouldn't classify that as dry fire. Um, but my, uh, my manipulations um, got pretty freaking good. Um, just reloads and working the charging handle and all that. Um wasn't really necessarily pulling as many triggers during dry fire. So that's why I said I wouldn't necessarily classify it as dry fire, but mm. all those manipulations, I don't really do them at the range much anymore unless I'm teaching somebody um early on just basics. But I'm not I'm not clearing malfunctions at the range really anymore. Even holster draw, like I'm my concealed carry draw, I'll do it in a dry fire, but I don't I don't necessarily work concealed carry at the range anymore. Um I can keep going and going, It you can be long winded on your yeah, question, I mean,
0: With proficiency it's not it is not always indicative of a high level of performance you're just proficient so you're competent and you're capable in my mind Uh, being able to execute at a degree of you know um, timed timed drills things like that being able to Mm -hmm. perform under some degree of stress right Uh, but certainly you don't necessarily have to be one of these guys it's like blazing reloads um, blazing target transitions and things like that uh, and actually one no, of the we're still working we're still working to get to that point you know yeah I mean and even never truly I, arrive I think uh, Lucas put out a video last week maybe a couple times where it is possibly fair I'm sure there's a lot of debate to this that possibly fair to say that as an average armed American you are more likely to to, to make a long range engagement where it's more about accuracy and distance than it is about, you know, relative terms here, right? Like CQB or or close distance yeah. battle or structure clearing. Again, that's not to say that either one of those skills is necessarily more important than the other, but there may yeah. be some truth to the idea that the likelihood is that you're to get in those longer engagements, right? Uh being that, you know, you have to walk down the street. Have to walk down the road, drive down the road to get from A to B. Become yeah. a part of structure. You don't always have to go through the structure. You can always, you sometimes you can go around it. You can, you know, do other things. I'm going I'm to do everything
1: I can to not go into the structure. You know, unless there's certain yeah. variables of, like of, uh, you know, if uh, I, I think it was Travis Haley and uh, Grantham one of Grantham's old videos talked about like, yeah, you might talk shit about CQB until. Um, hey babe, I'll be home from work in thirty minutes, and then you get home and the doors kicked in, and you haven't you mm-hmm. haven't heard from her since. Like, I'm not waiting for the police. I'm going in the house. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if that. I just remember that. Uh, that's always stuck with me. I don't know if he was talking about CQB, but um, th- there's all these different situations we can talk about. Um, I think consistency is a a constant if you're just in your uh, when we're talking about your skill. And that you're comfortable with your gear um, is a whole other chapter of this conversation we could talk about as gear. Um, and I think how you stage your gear, which I'm guilty of, my stuff is just blown out all over the place. I have certain things ready to go, like a plate carrier that's always mm-hmm. you know got what it needs in it. But um, I'd like to have more of that Minuteman Patriot. The, the movie, the Patriot set up where he goes into the burning house and grabs his stuff. I think mm-hmm. I talked about this early on one of my first uh, recordings with you. I, I love that scene. He yeah. knows
0: exactly where his kit is and he goes and grabs it. Um, and that's um, the thing out. is like, you don't have to have everything, right? You don't have to have everything yeah. staged out, but you should have, unless you want to be least, like Batman. Yeah. I mean, you could, <laughs> I mean, you could with the light, uh, get set up the lighting on it, you know? Well, the lighting makes the whole thing work. So you can't, exactly. you can't do it without it. Yeah. But I mean, like you could, you could have like a, I don't know, like a T-Rex ready rig, right? Three mags, and yeah. tourniquet, and yeah, I mean, it could be anything, right? I'm not saying that that, that is the go-to, you know, but it, as an, as an example, or a chest rig, maybe a Spiritus Mark IV, right? Anything. Sure, uh, I'm not placard from HRT with an H harness and that plus your rifle, that maybe it's staged ready. So you have the bolt lock to rear with a mag inserted. So technically it's empty and safe until you drop that bolt, right? And you're ready to go. So there's certain degrees of that, that you could talk about prepping and staging within your home. It just depends on what you want to do, right? Mm -hmm. And to your, to your reference there in the movie, the Patriot, like, okay, that could be perfectly feasible because it doesn't necessarily have to be the red coats, right? It could just be some, politically disagreeing uh hooligans uh that, that are Dude, coming we got a shelter
1: you. in place order like six months into me living in our new house we got a shelter in place order on a saturday morning that there was somebody with a gun running around the block that the police were actively trying to find really and i was like okay let me sit up it was like 7 a.m on a saturday or a sunday um it's like cool, my AR was already ready to go. I'm just like sitting. I'm just awake. I'm not going outside looking for a guy with my nods down. Um, I'm just aware and I'm listening to the police yeah. scanner. Like that. That's that's a simple. Um, you know. Now let me ask you that because you
0: mentioned because yeah. you mentioned that. So let, let's let's talk about that for a second because it's one of those like hot hotly contested things as night vision is like is it okay. is it actually necessary? In yeah, your I opinion? mean if if. If price
1: wasn't an issue with guys, I think everybody would have them. Right. I mean, I don't know if we could really argue that. If, say, they were very available on Amazon for like a few hundred bucks, we'd see just about, I'm like, if, if Holosan made a nice pvs 14, we'd see them all over.
0: Um, well, you're starting to see those. Can't be
1: argued. Yeah. I mean, you it's, I see um, those. It's uh, exciting. The,
0: right. The, 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 the Chinese units, the Jerry 31s, the binoculars, you can get those yeah. for like 3800 bucks and you can actually get their, that version, that or that company's version and of the mono, PS13 right? for like twenty four hundred or twenty two hundred, like it's insanely yeah. uh, affordable yeah. for what um, it
1: is. If you put a weapon light on your gun, you have an argument for night vision.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. I, I,
1: you can you can disagree, but like it, we would like to be able to see twenty four seven. If not, like, put aside the the zero dark 30 vibe or like trying to be a, a badass operator um we've joked about it before i use it more as a dad putting bottles in the fridge uh, and yeah. not waking up my son with my phone light like put away the military gear aspect of it it's a really useful tool that mm-hmm. uh would be a lot more um widespread similar to suppressors guys that, that you still i've still met guys that argue why do you need a suppressor it's um, and it's one of like the most if there was no points. nfa if there was no nfa and they were a couple hundred bucks um yeah. you'd see everybody running suppressors um so yeah
0: i mean it's, you know, it's obviously it's all opinionated
1: but something that i, I think like it's very,
0: in all the absolutes but. it's it's very easy to dismiss it right now because you've never needed it or even had to question <laughs> the need for it i guess but yeah you know and i don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist or like one of those like like doomsayers you know but like it's it's a capability that you know it's you don't need it until you need it and if you have the ability to, well it is it's fun as hell if you have (laughs) the, the means you know to get into it why wouldn't you want to you know and don't and don't be one of those guys that, that here's the thing that, that really concerns me the most when we talk about people who are, there's like the, the group of prepared individuals that would maybe fall on this discussion, right, for, if we're talking about Minutemen. And there's the people that are working on getting better, and there's the the group of people that are in possession of enough to be dangerous but are not actively pursuing any kind of advancement and keeping in mind that advancement can mean a lot of things right it can mean skill set it can mean training but at some point you also are limited by what you you own and have access to for gear so like you're not know, going to get better at fighting at night without a white light and potentially not than a laser right so are you and are you making are you making those investments Right? Are you are you cognizant of what's going on and making the investment because of what's realistically something that you might need? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's yeah. it's something that I, you know, I'm not going to, I don't want to like get, give everyone a hard time about it if you don't have it, but you shouldn't sit here and just tell yourself over and over and over again, I don't need that. You know, oh, I found a YouTube video that says there's going to be street lights. So I don't need night vision. Yeah, it's like saying there's street lights, so I don't need a white light. And then you learn what the hell a photonic barrier is, and you're like, oh wait, maybe I did (laughs) need a better light. Like, oh shit, I am fucked.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then the other side of that is if you think, if you understand, like you need night vision and you want night vision, but you don't have it yet, Mm -hmm. don't use that as an excuse to not go out and train. Low light movements and even if your buddies have nods um and you don't yet don't use that as an excuse to not go out and train with them at night because then like we did this last summer um one of the guys that went out and trained with us um on public on an overnight movement that we did uh public land um one of the guys didn't have night vision the rest of us all did so it was a way for us to train a movement with guys that didn't all have the same capability so we were able to modify the formation and put him in the middle and still be able to move uh, pretty fluently um obviously if we were doing a react to contract uh, react to contact drill that guy would be kind of lost in the sauce but actually just getting from point a to point b there's a lot of training that can be had there um so
0: yeah <clears throat> yeah it's it's all relative and Here's the thing is that you can you can put together any number of scenarios where you may or may not need any of those items, right? And let's like let's be real. 2024 there's an election in November and the last time this country experienced an election, we experienced a high amount of internal turmoil heading up to and after, right? Basically the entire summer Uh, I mean, there are names for it, right? Summer of Love, all that other, you know, goofy shit. You were in the Pacific Northwest, so you were not far at all from Chaz and Chop, which I don't know. less than an hour away. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that we've ever had something like that in this country, like a a a demilitarized zone of sorts, right? Completely controlled by, uh, you know, (laughs) rebels. I don't know what else to call it. You know what I mean? That's something that we saw in 2020. People, then, died people, people, um, people died there. You know, people forget that. Uh, people died there.
1: Yeah, people were know, shot and,
0: there. People driving and, by there were shot, and they were not allowing in uh, emergency personnel. So police were well, not. Hell no, measure. dude. If I was e- a paramedic, I'm like, oh, dude, I would if I'm
1: medical. responsible like, sorry, yeah. Once the cops clear, maybe I'll come in there and do my job. But no, it's not how it works.
0: And that's that those I mean, realistically, right? That's the stuff that, that it not even it could happen, right? We're not we're not theorizing about this. No. This is something that did happen. <clears throat> and just yeah. because it happened in a very uh, urban environment, right? It was in the, it was in a city proper, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that could happen anywhere in your town, my town, any town in America technically has the potential for something like that to happen. So if you're looking at that, and going, yeah, well, that 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 won't happen here. There's no way that could happen. Oh yeah, yeah, it really could. Yeah, and what? It, and it doesn't even how, take how many the, cities, how many cities and towns said that in 2020, dude. It and, and how many of them burnt to the ground? How many business owners thought that? I, I would be willing to bet a lot, and every one of them regrets that that was impacted by it. I mean, realistically, you know. And as somebody who may be impacted, are you? You know, are you going to? Are you going to be in a position, right, to handle what comes your way? That could be any. It could be any number of things, right? We saw food shortages, right? We saw toilet paper shortages. The great, yeah. the great toilet paper famine of 2020. <laughs> People yeah. were literally making memes out of it, but like. It was true that stuff, uh, toilet paper and diapers, for a while there were yeah. formula. Formula extremely was extremely hard one. to come by. Yeah, you know. So, and this isn't to say you should go. I mean, we all the jokes, right? Go out. You can you go out and raid people and steal their shit. Yeah. Great. Or you could just not be like a horrific human being, like Borderlands. I've heard
1: family. I've heard family members use that. Seriously, use that. Who don't own firearms. Like, oh, when it when it all goes down, we'll just all go to CVS and get our get the medicine we need. And I, was like, I know for sure you guys don't shoot or have guns like, oh, the people that do are the ones that are going to be there. What are you going to do?
0: That's um, it's that that is a very dangerous mindset, I think. oh Yeah. The, I'll just take care of it when it comes. Yeah. Because you won't realistically like. Talking about food storage, even like, oh, we'll just go to the grocery store and take it like
1: it, like at the beginning of World War Z. It'll be just like that. Forgetting that in just about every apocalypse movie or show, when that happens, people are being shot or, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a not a place you want to be. It's like probably the last place you want to be, especially when people are desperate.
0: And it and so and let's let's even take it a step further, right? Going beyond what we, we know happened and has the potential to happen again. Right. Cause I, I it, it did happen four years ago. Right. So all the looting, the riots, the, uh, the, the arson, the anarchy, right. All of it that did happen. So it's no longer a question of could. Fair. Would you agree with that?
1: Oh, hundred percent. Yeah.
0: So let's take it a step further. <clears throat> what happens if, theoretically right and i know there's a movie coming out that's vaguely along these lines right that some people are very excited for some people are very oh. yeah you know where i'm going but but it's going to be dog follow shit me. yeah but follow me here right what if donald trump <laughs> yeah, yeah. wins what if donald trump wins the election in november they come out they certify the election results and a lot of people oh it's rigged maybe it is i don't know that's not the point the point is he wins right so then we have that period from the end of november up until inauguration in january yeah okay Dude, that inauguration is going to be crazy. In it, it, oh, Hell yeah. Uh, but in that two and a half months window, the end of the Biden administration, if that's the way it happens, right? What about civil war? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it's, I don't, I mean, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want it to like be a thing, but like, you should not want it like, to be a thing. No, hell no.
1: The guys, what the guys that it? say who, I, I, I see it all the time in comments. Like, who doesn't want it to be a thing? Like, that should, everybody should want it to be a thing. Like, you haven't thought about it that hard, or
0: you're just not, I don't know. There's a detachment. Or they're just there, saying it because or it's, or they're just Im- immature. It's like bait. It's easy to seen. get likes and, and posts to be that guy who's spreading yeah. the turmoil and trolling the internet. You know? Yeah. Those people are the guys that have that seen it
1: worse. People that have been to the worst places in the world and have seen it. Those people don't want it. And they know that you don't want it. No. You have seen not. that. You haven't felt that. You haven't smelled that. You smelled it. Yeah. No, I'm not even kidding. Like, it's, it's not something that you should want. And if you do, you should really rethink and probably seek help. but uh, Or find some better friends. Um, yeah. That to me is... The Minuteman the minute is not out looking for trouble. The Minuteman is sharp and he is prepared. And he has a network of the same, the same dudes around him that if you have to go, you can go. Or if you have to defend, you can defend. But buddy, if your mindset is you're out looking for some fun, you're out to start some shit. Um, seriously, seriously, you need to examine that. And Some of the the church groups I've been in would call the gospel through that.
0: <laughs> like you need to really, uh, really uh, work through that with somebody. Um, it's it's seriously. it's toxic, dude. And there are some people that are really. I think I've told this story on this podcast before. When my wife went to go buy her 43X, the guy yeah, at the goes, was, yeah we talked about that. yeah, which is now closed. I mean, watching CNN, going, "I hope we go to war, then we can <laughs> kill them all. Kill all yeah, who? <laughs> Those are Americans, dude. Like." we may disagree on some fairly fundamental (laughs) things, but like, I don't want to go kill Americans. Like I would prefer that we find a way back to some sort of common ground and we find a way to stabilize life. But I mean, we're not preparing for best case scenario. We're talking about, you know, being ready for what could happen. And in the scope of being, well, this this term right this modern minute man like you should be ready for any number of those things and any number of those possibilities it really is mm-hmm. it's it is possible like we were just saying it, it, it's no longer a could that ever happen it did happen the question is is, is it going to happen again and now that it has happened once if it were to happen again will will it be that plus some, you know what I mean? Like it'll get worse because it's happy. Like every, um, it dude, it, it really sucks. Hard. It really sucks.
1: Cause it, I hope I'm wrong, but it's not even if it's going to happen again, it's when, when is it going to happen again? Somewhere mm-hmm. big, big country, lots of people somewhere. It's going to happen again. Just like all these shootings that both sides have solutions for and disagree. Um, like they keep, it's going to keep happening. Whether you protect the school or not, whether you take all the guns away or not, mm-hmm. if we just saw a shooting in Canada. I just saw—I forget where in Canada. It was a few days ago. Did you see that? It looked Maybe. like it. It looked like uh, like criminal gang violence, but they're using full auto SMGs
0: in Canada. Against no, them. no, that—that's uh, you must have read that wrong. See, they have they have gun laws in Canada, so that that can't happen. <laughs> exactly.
1: Like we that's we so don't uh, us gun gun nut America can't even have access to what those. Uh, criminals had but like filthy canadians yeah i know right
0: no it's That's it's awesome. canadians though good beer i'll say it i'll say it some good beer up there i prefer mexican beer but i am mexican so there, there's that so <laughs> but i mean <clears throat> you know it's all it we're past we're past that point right it's no longer like a you know what would you ever do if it's what are we going to do uh what's the plan it's that's yeah. the conversation should be now. And I've had
1: some conversations with family that I never thought I'd have already in the last couple months of like, Hey, what's the plan? I was like, Whoa, this was not on my 2024 bingo card. Um, yeah. uh, it's, it's cool, but it's also scary because I'd love to live in the world of bliss that we've lived in can my you, entire life of growing up. And
0: can you not, share uh, some of those, not like the details necessarily, but like, what are those, oh. what are some of those conversations that you guys have had? Like realistically you have, you yeah, have just, a family and, and yeah.
1: There's yeah I'm oh. part of a big family I'm one of uh, five kids um, we're all moved out now you know grown up and um, grew up in the country I talked about it a little bit on my first Hello Josh episode um, mm-hmm. but we moved into town uh, a few years ago now and now my parents are talking about moving back out of town and just just outside of town a little bit and the having world's more gone to video. hell in a
0: handbasket we're getting <laughs> just
1: self reliant. <laughs> a more self-reliant lifestyle going back to having your own freaking food from the earth and eggs, not even like become farmers. It's just little things that you can do that make yourself more self-reliant and a lot healthier. Um, and just having a place that all of the family can come to in case something weird happens. And that's sort of where those, those conversations kind of, kind of, kind of came to, but um, Yeah. yeah. it's a a lot of the mentality has been don't talk about that. It's never going to happen. Don't talk about that. They could don't, don't talk about that. Um, Even current events like stuff, stuff is happening right now. Can you believe this is on the news? Like, nope, don't talk about that. I don't want to talk about that right now. And then it's, Hey, what do you think about this?
0: (laughs) I don't want to go into all the specifics. uh, (laughs) Yeah. When people start rounding that corner where they go, Hey, have you seen this? What do you think about this? And you can tell that it's, they're, they're phrasing it in, like they just want your opinion, but it's, you can tell yeah. because it's coming from a place of concern, you know, and yeah. I want the, the Brian Cranston,
1: the Brian Cranston meme of son, once you do this, there's no going back, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, but it's good. It's good to see at least like, Hey, you're paying attention now. Do you know what yes. I mean? Like you're, you're aware of of these goings-ons going-ons that I uh, they could be impactful and for me it's life. a few
1: years it's a few years late honestly i really started to take all that stuff way more seriously after four years ago um mm-hmm. it's kind of a lot of people kind of, did. a lot of people it's sort of been a slow
0: a slow burn and now recently but that's that's um, the problem though too is a lot of people took it more seriously four years ago and then immediately once we kind of got into like the lull of 21 2021 mm-hmm nothing else they go i went out and bought a glock i'm like that is a tremendous yeah, that new, that that's a gun, very good choice all
1: those new gun owners yeah, um, yeah. how many seeked out training put them all in the safe or underneath the bed after after the the summer was over you mm-hmm. know after the summer of love put it away or sell it i guarantee you um not a lot of training or ammo has been put through those what was it like nine million guns that were bought in new gun owners in 2020 or something like that some crazy number um I think it was more in 2021 actually it, like got even higher, but hmm. it was crazy. It was crazy. I remember background check systems were f- crashing and
0: yeah. And AI those stories. From- yeah. 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 I mean, or no, that's <laughs> the, uh it was, I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, the background check system went down for a couple days there. You couldn't find ammo, like even super expensive ammo. You, you could barely find anything on the shelves. Like it, it was crazy because people waited. Yeah. And if you're, if you or your family are in this position right now where you've been talking for the last couple of years about, Hey, I've always meant to do more. Right. I said in 2020, I would do more. I would buy yep. body armor. I would buy uh, another rifle or, yep. you know, whatever to defend my home. Stop putting it off. Mm-hmm. You know, And if you're, if you are set on, You need to be. You need, in my it's my opinion that every capable man, and this may be something that 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 harkens back to the original idea of a minuteman, right? Because they were all volunteer soldiers. But like every capable man needs to be able to fill that fill that that role. You know what I mean? Like you should own a firearm. You should own a rifle. You should. And I get it. Like people are going to listen to this. Like you're out of your fucking mind. Okay, fine. <clears throat> if you want to believe it, that that, that what I'm saying here is uh, inappropriate and inapplicable, then, then fine. And I'm not going to make, I would never, here's the thing. I would never make anybody take up arms that didn't want to. Conscientious objector, all that, whatever, fine. But if you are somebody who says you want to, take a stand against whatever's happening and be a part of it you need either it's it's like an all-in or all-out type deal so you're going to own a rifle you're going to be capable you can be capable of tremendous peace symbol and, and tremendous destruction you know what i mean and it comes with some responsibilities and obviously the first one is you gotta go out and spend the money and you gotta go get the gear you gotta go buy the rifle and you gotta go put the work in and that aisle of work that list of things to work on and skills to build that never gets any smaller if you never start and the closer we get to november of 2024 uh, i would say the more risk you are accepting in that overall equation mm. the longer you wait yeah you know it's
1: <sighs> it's what does sharp mean to you when i say like sharp? the minute man is sharp i said that earlier
0: yeah I mean, I would say when, somebody's, you know, when you say that guy's sharp, he's, you know, he's squared away. He's got a shit together type deal. So like, yeah, <clears throat> to me, it would be capable of capable of uh, thought. And I don't mean like, duh, like you can think, but he can analyze. He can think he can problem solve. He can adapt. Right. Mm-hmm. He has a skill set. Uh, you know, a jack of all trades, maybe not a master of any, but you know, hey, I can, yeah, I can I can weld that, I can build this, I can, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and not everybody's going to have everything, but if you got a group of guys, right, that all fall into that, everybody's got some skills in common, but then they've got those skills that set them apart. So maybe one guy's a mechanic mm-hmm. and he, you know, he works on vehicles and knows how to weld and maybe knows a little bit of fluid dynamics or engineering or something. Right. And then you got another guy and he's a doctor by trade. So maybe he knows, you know, some anatomy and some, you know, some stitching and sewing and so you mean, so, but, but that inherent, that word you're sharp, right. You are capable of complex thought. You are capable of analysis, introspection, and the, you know, you're just willing to, to take that chance on things, I guess yeah. is what I, what I mean by that is like, you're not that guy that goes, Ooh, I could try and I could, I could try and change out these sites on my gun, but I'm going to wait and take it to a gunsmith. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to break something or yeah. I could try and swap out this part based off. I mean, I have all these resources at my disposal. Um, you know, whereas the, the go getter, right. The sharp mm-hmm. individual, Hey, I've done this before. I have these tools. I know how this works. I'm just going to do it. And if I screw it up, I will own it and I'll, I'll move on. But if you're talking about a sharp individual to me, that's somebody who's just, they're just squared away. You know, you can give them a task. You can give them a direction. You can give them minimal information and trust that they're going to move forward with it. Maybe not completely to where you need them to be or want them to be, but they're going to move forward with it. And they're going to be capable of handling themselves. I think. Yeah.
1: You hit, you hit the character and mental, Aspect, which is super cool, and this is why I love you because you challenge me. I was thinking more of the physical and like tool aspect. What's that? What's that super sexy knife that you have on your plate carrier? Oh, that the bench made Sock P. Yeah, <laughs> Sock P. Badass. How useful is that thing if it's not taken care of, rusted to shit and blunt?
0: Yeah, it, well, you know not I mean? for what it's intended for. <laughs> That's exactly. your damn, like the, very good. So I'm thinking as as a tool.
1: What what does sharp mean? We talked about proficiency, um, mm-hmm. handling accuracy. You got to be fast. Fitness, you know, work on yourself. Um, spiritually yeah. fit, whatever that means to you. It could just be that you're of a sound mind and you meditate, or if if you have a re- a religion or. I'm not one to gatekeep and say you have to be this type of Christian or whatever. Um, oh God. Yeah. But, no, please don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even want to go there. Um, but um, the barrel and hatchet guys have been pushing this. Like I I've really been following Eric and Roy. I think they're really going places. I really enjoy um, what they're doing over down in Florida. Um, the iron sharpens iron is something that they've been pushing. I forget the name of the Bible verse, but it's iron sharpens iron. So that's just Mm -hmm. these, you talked about guys with different backgrounds and different strengths working on each other to where I, I said sharp and you thought like I'm thinking physical and performance and you're thinking the mental and the, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just then in this conversation, we just sharpened each other and you (laughs) challenged me the way that I, um, interpret that. So that's pretty cool. Um, I think that's a really important part. The minute man. Yes. We're talking about a single guy,
0: but it's, it's the group. It's the team. Um, well, because a, a gathering of those individuals then becomes a group. And that's that, that synergy that you're, you're, defi- you're, you're talking about and defining there. And it's the importance that, that we find right in, in, why we talk about it so often is, is because of that importance, you know, find like-minded dudes and go train with them. And if yeah. you've struggled in that regard and you're still searching for that network, you're still searching for that group of guys. It, it You could be searching for that one friend, right? You're on your, yeah. you're a singleton right now and you're looking for that second person, right? Or maybe there are just two of you and you're looking for that third guy or that fourth guy, or maybe you're fortunate enough yeah. to have a group of, four or five guys and you're, you know, you're adding a couple, you know, because you're, you're just able to, you've just located those kind of quality individuals. Everybody brings something else to the table. It's one of the the most dangerous things you could do, especially in, in this conversation is turn away somebody who is willing to learn and has the desire to be personally better specifically just because they don't have the skills today right? Because at one point we all didn't have something or don't or some of us still don't. I mean, for me, physical mm-hmm. fitness has always been one of the things that I've worked on, struggled with yeah. uh, you know it's always been one of those things for me uh, and as I have been able to make gains and have been able to address that and stuff, you know, and I look at other people and go, dude it, it's fine. I mean it's not fine, but it, it's fine you can. You can work on it. You know, you want to be better, then go. You want to be a better shooter? Go go search out people that are going to help you be better, whether that's buddies to train with or a coach or a YouTube influence that actually gives out good information. You know, hey, you know how to shoot a little bit, but you want to learn tactics. You want to learn room clearing. You want to learn small unit uh, maneuvering and and training and things like that. You know what I mean? Go out and find that stuff for yourself. It's I I have no problem at all with somebody who has all the desire and none of the knowledge. I have every problem with the people who have no desire, because to me that is one of the that desire and I even I would even go as far as using the word passion is to me a requirement of somebody I would deem a modern minuteman. We can. It, it, it can it can be in different realms. You yeah. and I are passionate about very different things. We're passionate about similar things. We also have some deep passion about some other things that yeah. are, we may not agree on. Totally fine, right? Where I start to have problems with people are the ones who have absolutely no regard. That's why I'm, I'm kind of talking about, you know, hey, don't keep putting off buying this gear. Don't keep putting off, you know, buying and investing and training and things if you have no passion, no desire to better yourself, better position yourself, better position your your safety, your family's safety to me, then you are no longer, you're not an investment in my safety, my improvement, my group. You're then just a hindrance. You're essentially like an ankle weight. And you're burning
1: yourself out pursuing and pursuing and pursuing, trying to make that better. It Mm -hmm. sometimes, sometimes you just got to let go. People can't be helped. Um, recognizing that is hard sometimes. Um, sometimes it's easy. You're like, I right, screw this. <laughs> it's not worth
0: well, it. I mean, um, you would want it to be easy in the event that, you know, uh perfect world. Well, not perfect world, but, you know, um, CNN reports, you know, we're, we're both in the greater Detroit area, give or take roughly. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, news breaks, mass riotings, mass lootings and unrest right in Detroit. Because for whatever reason, Democratic cities tended to be the the hotbed of all of that activity four years ago, right? So in theory, you know, if all things being what we would hope for them to be, you and I and our buddies, who shall remain nameless, uh, you know, because they're turds and I hate them, but (laughs) we'd be able to start sending out messages. Okay, who's close? Who's close to what's going on? Hmm. Are you in need of help? What are we gonna do? Are we gonna stay put? Are we gonna move? Do we have children and wives and families and things to you know? You know what I mean? Like all of this stuff. Then it starts to become very apparent very quickly the importance of this. And you would want then in those instances that I don't have to look at you right and go, Josh, this is a radio. You talk into it. <laughs> like this. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> We have, you know what I mean. We we have, um, we have frequencies and emergency frequencies, whether it's encrypted or not, like whatever. Because you don't need to overthink it. Is what I'm trying to tell people. With this is, if you have access to alternative means of communication, like radio, like ham radio, uh, mesh tastic. If you're that advanced, cool, whatever. If you have your gear, you don't have to like. Hey, this is an AR-15. It is a rifle. You charge it like this. If you know what I mean, if all that stuff is foregone conclusion and you're just able to jump to the immediate issue of securing your safety, whether yours being you and your family or many families together, whatever your group mm-hmm. decides, you know what I mean? That's what you're looking for. You can't do it alone. Nobody can do it alone. I've never been through it, but I've been told by a lot of people who've done some really, really amazing shit. You, you don't it takes a team. There's a reason why you have you know Bible verses and catchy sayings and all kinds of stuff tell you. it takes a village. You can't go yeah. alone or' it's, it's not safe to go alone take this. You, you, you need a group to depend on. yeah and when we look at militias, we look at Minutemen in the 1700s and things like that the movie The Patriot, right? The whole militia you know hiding out in the swamp and stuff, a group of militia. yes, there's multiple dudes there. Doing their thing. Everybody brings something else. Everyone's mostly squared away and reliable. And through that, you're able to achieve a whole hell of a lot. Right? Yeah. And it's not, I mean, I'm not, to be clear, I'm not like in a hurry to go hang out in the swamp with Josh. I did that before. We didn't enjoy it. (laughs) There were a lot of bugs. (laughs) Uh, But I mean, like, those are the kinds of dudes, you know what I mean? Like, you want those guys around you. I can deal with having guys that are worse than me. Like, I'm not good, you know, at stuff. So I'm not a smart man, but <laughs> you know what I mean, like, but I'm, I think that we have a decent group of guys and if things were to happen, you know, we have at least a modicum of planning of what we would do and how we would handle it. And, you know, whether we got invaded through Canada. You know, or
1: that was or the dream know. as a kid, dude. My brother and I. Oh my gosh, our Red Dawn was that. The, the Canadians invade. Imagine, oh yeah, dude. It was like a Normandy beach landing, you know. Um, we the were... shores of Michigan. Yeah, great. <laughs> exactly, dude. That was, that was my. That was my uh, 11-year-old brain, dude. Like, what are they gonna <laughs> fight you with <laughs> <harsh> language? <laughs> I would have. I would have gotten so many Medal of Honors for all the heroic shit I did in my mind. Yeah. When I was 11, just like throwing my brother in the freaking creek. <laughs> Reliving that hatchet scene from the Patriot, you know, good Lord. Oh God,
0: <laughs> It's so violent. It's so <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, and that's the kind of stuff like, yeah, sorry, watch. is that toxic masculinity? My bad. Oh, it might be. I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. Yeah. It's yeah. but, you know, and you watch those, those movies and stuff and you're like, oh, that would never happen today. But like, it could happen today. I mean, we're, we're living in a world where people on the opposite side of the aisle are actually advocating to try and push law enforcement to go house to house to confiscate weapons. Yeah, that's, that's, that's been a real proposed idea by, I mean, not the people Which our are local here. law enforcement
1: has even said after these red flag laws got uh, passed. There were, uh, um, I don't know how that's going to get implemented. We'll, we'll see. We don't know how we're going to do that, but there are laws now.
0: Yeah. So. So it's just English, one more thing. To state, with
1: Michigan state police, something like that. I
0: don't know. Don't call well, me on the that. safe storage know. laws, red flag laws. It's, but like, if you think that that could never happen, right? The, the, the concept of a band of, um, not a band, a group of opposition, right? Red coats, British, whatever mounted cavalry, right? Could roll up to your plantation. IE your home. So not a plantation today, but a home and, try to take your belongings and do with you whatever they will. Okay. There's a modern comparison there. I mean, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist and I don't like, I'm not advocating for action against the police. I want to be like really clear about that because I think a lot of them in, mo- in modern law enforcement are on the side of the civilian populace. And, yeah, absolutely. And look at, again, we'll talk about Chaz and Chop, right? Like they were left relatively helpless to basically do nothing as, as civil servants, people that want to do the right thing, they're not your enemy. Not at least not in these instances, you know. Yeah. No matter how much people want to make them the enemy, and there's a lot of people out there they want to talk about, you know, law enforcement's the problem. And to me, that those people, uh, and I'm not defending. I'm not like I'm not. To be clear, I'm not making a blanket statement defending all law enforcement. I'm not. There's bad apples everywhere, right? Right. But what I am saying is that the people that say that it's weird, the people that sit there and scream for we want to go to war and kill everybody are also usually the ones advocating for the elimination of all law enforcement. (laughs) (laughs) And I can't help but think that that kind of instability, that kind of thinking and attitude and and things is, you know, uh, indicative of greater issues interpersonally. You know, those are the kind of people, if those are the kinds of dudes that you're hanging out and training with, you might want to look at a change. I'm not your dad. I can't make you do it, but that is my professional medical opinion. If you're looking for it, (laughs) medical opinion, (laughs) you work at a bank. (laughs) Hey man, I know stuff, (laughs) but like, that's the thing. I mean, there are people that, you know, don't, and that's one of the things that like, dude, it, If we're like, let's, let's take it back for a second. Also to that, the whole sharp thing, right? Talk about mental and analytical thought, right? If you are training with a group of dudes and you're interested in a lot of the stuff we're talking about right now, and you're looking at your group going, uh, those guys are a little bit cringy, you know, I don't know that they talk about stuff that makes me a little bit uncomfortable. But you know, I've I've been looking a really long time to try and find a group of guys to train with, or hey, they're they're talking about some weird shit they want to do that I'm really not, you know, like mock assaults on a Baptist church that's in session <laughs> or something. God forbid. Literally, um, and that didn't happen anywhere. Yeah, be be your own leader. You know what I mean? Like, don't be afraid to like take the step back in order to take the step forward in the future. Um, that kind of critical thought and introspection is extremely valuable if you're really trying to develop yourself. And and here's the thing, too like, you want to be, you kind of want to be coveted by like these groups of dudes. Like, well squared away guys never have a problem finding a home, finding a, a group to train with, to shoot with, to, you know, like to be invited into. Uh, it's always the weird ones that and I, I hate saying that. Cause it sounds so like mean prestigious. <laughs> yeah. It, like it really isn't anything that special, but if you're there's usually a reason why people won't want to spend time with you. And just cause you have a lot of people want, well, let me put it this way. <clears throat> what's right is not always popular. And what's popular is not always right. So just because there's a large group of people and they agree on doing something very, very stupid, not necessarily always meaning that it's the right thing to do. In the case so, of our state,
1: probably um, 10 out of the 12 are all feds, too. So maybe better that you just oh get out God. as soon as you can. <laughs> I don't know if those were the numbers, Honestly, but it was pretty close. Was I would even bad.
0: go as far, you know, if it's somebody you know and have known for a while, may not be bad to have someone in your group who's in law enforcement. They know where the resources are. Uh, yeah. You know, especially sheriffs. Sheriffs are generally pretty, pretty awesome. They're gonna be able to link up with other groups because they have coworkers they trust. It may not be the, it may not be the biggest uh, mistake or, or, you know, worst idea to do something like that. But if you're talking about in terms of modern minute, man, I mean, to me, if i to reiterate, you know, to me, it's about, it It, it starts with being proficient with a firearm so that at least, at bare minimum, you're able to be an effective, deployable piece of... I'll use the word, unit, right? At minimum, somebody like Josh can come up behind you, tap you on the shoulder, and go, this is where we're going, point your gun this way, and uh, when this happens, shoot. At minimum. you know, And like you said, they're safe, and they're able to understand what you're telling them, and they can follow direction.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I mean you 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 were in the military uh the army specifically, and you're in the guard now, so i mean when you're looking lame at, when you <laughs> when when you're looking at at your at privates and and new guys that were coming in and stuff like what was the bare essentials for them to just function and survive
1: i mean by the time you leave basic training, you already have um you're proficient in manipulation and safety you're generally going to be accurate um, so like the weapons handling is there you have a basic understanding of small unit tactics mm-hmm.
0: and all of the equipment that you're going to be given when you get to your unit which by the um, way you, is open source information you guys can find those manuals all over the place oh, that's not-
1: oh yeah uh-huh. they're cheap too you can get them on Amazon Um, they even have some spicy ones about how to make suppressors <laughs> and uh, oh, explosive yeah, it's all <laughs> open source I'm not that is not like
0: it's not illegal to read illegal it. It's just illegal to do yeah. it. It's yeah. like uh, Smokey and the Bandit. Like you can think about it, but don't <laughs> do it. <laughs> um. But yeah, like all of your equipment
1: that you're issued, you you have a you've you've used it before. You have a general understanding. It's not the most high speed stuff generally, unless you go to selection and go to beer and Ranger Bat and then. <sighs> Good luck. In which case, but, why um, the fuck are you talking to us? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're not listening to this podcast. Um, or, if you are, or thank you for your are. service. You're way cooler than I was. If you, but like, I don't know. I, I I started thinking about this more going to the guard, actually, because active duty is life. That's your life. That's your whole lifestyle. And you have guys even that um, straight out basic training don't want to be there. I've. It's kind of 50-50. Really? I was... Being oh, yeah. Oh, God. World. Oh, dude. Dude, I am terrified of the idea of a draft because even in peacetime everybody that is here signed the line and chose to be here Um, Mm -hmm. there were so many there were so many shitbags um that just right away wanted to wanted to get out they changed their mind um some of them were like hey this isn't for me and then other ones just didn't care um and were terrible people but um it's, it's honestly been 50-50. I've, I've seen uh, in the National Guard, Like once I started to leave that lifestyle and then train on my own and then train with other guys that have no military background um, that just want to get better, um, some of the most motivated guys I've worked with um, to learn and improve have been privates in the National Guard. And it's really cool to see. Um, I guess that's just a testament to it. It's all about the mindset and the attitude. It doesn't really matter who you are or what you're doing um yeah i don't know no i mean i was not i was not high speed i don't i, I feel like uncomfortable talking about myself on active duty because no but i mean i think that's
0: I, I think that's the point though you know what I mean like you don't have to be super high yeah. speed to be effective i mean conventional forces have I enjoyed won. it yeah i mean yeah i mean, I mean conventional forces have won hundreds and hundreds of global conflicts, even outside the U.S., right? You know, you don't always have to be, I I think in in general, the notion of special operations or special forces is relatively young, Mm -hmm. you know, at least by, by, by scope and definition. I think that we sometimes limit ourselves and our perception of what is achievable by placing those kinds of somewhat unrealistic standards upon ourselves. Now, and that's, that's not to say you shouldn't, oh, this is the the shooting wall for BorTac or the FBI or whatever. Like if you mm-hmm. can, and you can challenge yourself and and step up to those standards, then you by all means should, but it, it is not to say that if you aren't to those standards yet, just because of, you know, you never had sufficient instruction or you've only been shooting for a couple years, or you've never had the opportunity to train with guys that really know how to help bring the best out of you. That doesn't mean that you're not capable of those better things or that you you wouldn't be important in any of those scenarios and situations. It's, I think we say that, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. And I think in this particular instance, it's, that's kind of applicable, you know? I mean, truly, when you think about the effectiveness of a conventional infantry unit, Um Mm -hmm. And I feel weird saying this because usually I'm bashing on the guys that sit there and, and say that everything conventional infantry is doctrine. So you should carry, what is it, seven magazines? I should know this. Mm-hmm. I used to Twitter, make fun of this rounds, all the yeah, time. I should seven know this. <laughs> seven mags, six on your body and one in on the gun. Uh right? hoo-ah! Yeah, hooah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, y- you know, like I usually bash on that whole, that whole mentality, but I think, I, what do I carry? I think I actually carry that, that much now with my my carrier and my belt and everything but uh mm-hmm. being doed because we didn't we didn't really use belts but you know oh you guys didn't
1: it would be like somebody that bought it for, bought them for themselves would wear them but you didn't get issued a battle belt and it wasn't a thing you heard it here you first didn't have mags. you know you wear on your belt you're better than the average bear you, you definitely it. look cooler and some of the most high-speed dudes I worked with had them my my pl uh my platoon leader one of the newer officers he he ran the warrior poet society belt. And I always remember seeing it and just being like, that's so fucking badass." One of my, one of my soldiers, when I first became a team leader, had the Ronin belt that he bought used. Um, so it was like my two introductions to like, what a battle belt is up close. It's kind of cool. I always remember that for some reason, because I'm a gear nerd. I don't know. I have a problem. Well, I mean, those are the impacts. I would have moments. a lot, I would have a lot more kit. If I had more money and no kids, I'd probably have all the kit, all the different things. It'd be like a museum. I'd have a kit room. I am oh. a very blessed, but so you, you remember have, when you were trying to sell your carrier, I'm like, I hate multi-cam black, but then you were trying to sell that slick multi-cam black slicks.
0: I'm like, let me get that. <laughs> That's yeah. When I would mean. sell it to you. I was like, no, you have enough. <laughs> yeah, Stop it. Yeah, I know bad. Exactly. You get the water bottle uh, out and spray the kitty. Like no, bad. <laughs> <don't need> more. <laughs> but I mean, it, and it's, it, I feel like, you know, we, and Instagram has, is great for this in terms of telling people what they need to have in order to start to check the boxes and, and and meet those uh, expectations like however false they are right so you know I mean if we're talking about capabilities I mean like get it you will be so much further along than you even realize by having a good rifle with a good optic and a light and a sling right like it doesn't have to be super expensive the optic doesn't have to be super expensive just has to be reliable which won't get into Mm -hmm. all that, but like a sling and then magazines, right? Preferably an apparatus that isn't your pants pockets to carry all of them, but just being able to use that rifle Mm -hmm. effectively and capably and safely already puts you way ahead of the curve. But we, we have this like false construct that we adhere to. That's like, well, you have to have one of the, you know, one of the big company names, uh, carriers or chest rigs, battle belt, drop leg holster. You got to run a roll on special or you ain't about it. You know, you got to have a helmet night vision. I mean, and all those things are beneficial and helpful. Obviously I'm not saying you, you wouldn't benefit from going out and getting those things. But we are also saying that having those things alone is not going to make you better. It just gives you, I fear the guy, I fear the guy with
1: the, M and P Sport Two, a weapon light, and a ready rig, that can run a 12 minute two mile, more than Mm -hmm. the guy with a cry avs and a freaking LWRC, whatever. Insert Gucci Gucci Gucci, and like struggles to get up off the couch if you were to put that plate carrier on him. Um, And uh, that's not me trying to make a cool statement. Everybody hear guys say that all the time. Like, um, that's that's a big part of sharp for me. sharpening and sharp being a sharp tool is fitness and dude I'm I got a dad bod and a half you know if you've seen it was the I almost changed my Instagram handle to doughy gamer boy because of that first YouTube comment we got on our rifle video oh that <laughs> warmed my heart um but like good. this this year I've really honestly out of everybody I'm exposed to the the person that has motivated me and been sharpening me the most has been my younger brother because we've been hitting the gym at least 3 times trying to do 5 times a week um, consistently Mm -hmm. for over a month now, not even training. I mean, we've shot, he asked me like, Hey, you want to go shoot? Which I'm not, I'm all about it. Obviously I I would, I, I, you know, me, I'd be asking all the time. I, I bore people. I would bore people if I talked about it as much as I want to. Um, but working out and seeing the importance of it, he's, he reached back to me, Hey, you want to go shoot this weekend? Yes. Um, obviously. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, so yeah, I mean, fitness is a huge part of it. Just being able to, you know, we've talked about gear here before and it's all good. It's great. I love it. But if you can't carry it, like if you can't get where you need to get with it, it doesn't help you. It actually becomes. thinking
1: clearly, dude. Have you ever, I mean, (laughs) no secret out of the military, part of my VA claim, I'm struggling with anxiety right now, Um, Mm -hmm. especially after holding a newborn baby that was just born. Like I had this, uh. It was actually my son. Like certain things. Have you ever had a stressful situation that like actually felt, oh shit, this might be a really bad thing? Like yes, you hear like something's trying to break in your house, or you hear a sound, um, mm-hmm. a, a car like somebody almost hits you on the highway, like you almost die. Um, Heart rate spike, like you're out of shape, dude. Heart rate spiking up to 180 or 200 beats per minute, and your hands yeah. start to not your hand, I just put, punch my microphone. Your hands start to not work. Like that's a, that's a really important part of fitness that guys aren't really taking into account. Like like very out of shape guys are like, Oh, I don't need to run. I'll just step, step in my window and take shots. Like, dude, you're not gonna be able to think. Or being a,
0: react. Being reliant um, on the adrenaline dump is. It's crazy. Is I I the absence of I somebody scary. was
1: trying to break into my door. It actually was when we first moved in. I'm remembering it now. My uh, screen door can, uh, if it's not latched perfectly, it'll open up if there's wind. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I thought that somebody had like ripped my screen door open as I was holding my six month old in a new house that I'm not like, you're not familiar with all the noises your house makes yet, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm home alone with the baby. Um, thought somebody was about to just kick my door in my adrenaline, boom, instant heart rate jumps out of shape. I was like, Oh my God, we think we game it all the time in our heads. What would I do if this happened? What would I do if this happened? Like, and it's good to have sort of an, a healthy mindset of that, not being a paranoid, crazy person, but having mm-hmm. a healthy um, mental process and a, and a plan is obviously important but once uh something actually takes it's never going to happen when you expect it right um it, it's it's crazy i had i had something more recently that made me think of that and i wanted to share that with you like the adrenaline dump and stuff you hear about it i mean the stupid concealed carry classes you hear guys say you're not gonna be able to oh what's the big one about uh weapons manipulation you're not gonna be able to uh, Send your all slide fine motor skills. Shield. You know yeah. you have to. You have to practice racking the slide. Anybody that's doing a reload and they use their slide oh. release is stupid, and it's a training scar. Like there's certain things hmm. that I, you know, you're gonna train around. You train it enough, you can pull the trigger. That's a fine motor skill, obviously. Um, you can hit the brakes in an, in an emergency when your adrenaline spikes on your car. That's that's a, you know, something that you train and do all the time. Um, and that's that's been debunked and all that. Um, but there is something to be said about your freaking. Your cardiovascular and your adrenaline, dude. It's scary. It's fast, and if you're out of shape, um, it can just shut you down.
0: Yeah. And so, do you? Do you think? I mean, realistically, right? Do you, with everything going on in the world and how it's impacted our country. <clears throat> do you think we'll see more of what we saw in 2020 this year, if we like?
1: So I think right I think, now, we're, I think we're, we're gonna see some bad stuff happen this summer, but it's hard because everybody was cooped up and antsy. Almost was the feeling so of summer of twenty twenty. Yeah, in, in, in twenty twenty,
0: we had everybody sitting at home, not working. Exactly. Which we don't have now, but yeah. we do right now. I will say on the con- on the flip side of that, we have other things that have taken uh, that place. Is what I will say is like the catalyst for the volatility. Yeah. We have things going on right now like the anti-israeli protests. Yeah. There's which I divi- I think there's more division than we've ever seen right now. So over over weird things too of all like yeah. weird things like foreign conflicts, like mass protests, violent protests over yeah. foreign conflicts which the United States at at least at the beginning was not a part of. Oh, yeah. we back Israel. We we support a lot of countries. Sorry, we don't support Hamas, which is a known terrorist organization. And uh, I we, we don't have to like get into all of that, but like that's going on, right? Yeah. We have the ongoing issues with the Ukraine Russia conflict, which is also something that every you know, everybody changed their Facebook profile picture frame to show solidarity with Ukraine and they've taken all of our money and we'll never get it back. My neighbor still <laughs> flies the Ukrainian flag on his front porch. Are they Ukrainian? I don't know it's, a, it's are, like a blockdown I mean, so I it's, it's so dumb we saw protests over that we see we see protests <sighs> uh, you know uh here, the I, I feel like we're one very very bad situation away from complete societal collapse like if we after everything we've endured in the last fi- uh four years if we were to see another George Floyd situation right, yeah. that was in
1: my mind if there's if there's a really bad police incident or something something Mm -hmm. racial
0: we we kind of
1: been sitting steady with all these like global issues that are going on we're kind of like we haven't had a lot of the I don't know the border is a huge one but
0: um, the border crisis is in my opinion the border like COVID was the issue that won the election in 2020 to me the border is what's going to win this election yeah. It is, you know, uh, yeah. we've seen more violence in our country because of illegal immigrants this year and last year, uh, than because, of, because of illegal immigrants, I think at any other time in our country, in our, enti- in our entire history, um, because the borders been allowed to just be open. I mean, you, assaults, murders, rapes, theft. Uh, and this is to say nothing of the fact that they're busing these people all over the country and the 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 drain that it's putting on our yeah economy yeah, our our system our way of being you know whatever you know uh, and it pushes people to weird weird limits and things like that I think there's a i think there's a very large possibility that some of these skills that we talk about could be used this year and 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 you can say that and have it be true and never fire a firearm, by the way. Mm-hmm. A lot of this stuff, you know, uh, honestly, more than often, not, a lot of it's just learning how to avoid tense situations, how to avoid dangerous situations by reading body language and things like that. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to be pulling triggers, but it could happen. I, I, I think if there is a year for this, it's 2024, more so than any other year yet. And we may say that again in another four years. I don't know.
1: No, hopefully we're wrong, right? I mean... Just just yeah. spatial awareness, dude, is, is one of the biggest things that you can have. Well, okay, yeah, I'm focused. not going to take the highway. I'm not going to take the highway home this, this time on this commute. Um, it's a big one.
0: I mean, if we're like, equally surprised if we're still doing this podcast in four years. <laughs> uh, yeah, um I means we're doing something right. Yeah, that'd be crazy. I wonder what that's like. You ever done something? <laughs> Ask my wife. <laughs> She'll tell me now. Uh, but yeah. So I yeah, I, I hope this is at least I hope you guys get what we're talking about here. And it's there's a lot of things. There's a lot of variables, there's so much going on. And it, it's just doesn't it feel like it, we're at the point now where any day it just takes one like random what the fuck thing to happen. And I'm so jaded to the crazy shit. I'll see I'm like, oh, yeah,
1: I just I'll believe anything at this point. Or I'm just not going to be surprised at the next terrible headline. Like, Airman set himself on fire. Wow. Oh, okay. not, yeah. That, yeah, that, that was that was yesterday. Like, dude, Just every <laughs> the 2020 bingo card has been the meme of just like Jesus Christ, man. It's uh, all coming back around. Bingo card, you know what I mean? Or the yeah. bingo card, just all the crazy things that people think they're going to see. I hope that this episode motivates you guys. Like we kind of we kind of put the tinfoil hat on a little bit of like what do you, what we think could happen, but like. I just hope it motivates you guys to work on yourselves and work on your people and get right and get close with your family and friends. And just, I don't know. we It's, it's in our, it's in our pockets and it's in our faces 24 seven of just getting worked up and yeah. get crazy anxious about the state of everything. And it are saying this on a digital podcast, but I hope that this motivates you guys to just put it down and focus on what you have
0: and whether or not it's enough. Yeah, go touch something, go go build something, go hug somebody, go read, go pick up a book, an actual book and read, you know, like, but yeah, the world out there right now, it's an increasingly difficult place to be, you know, and scary church service, man, go to a church service, it's not do your do thing, things.
1: just yeah. my wife and I went to church with my sister over the weekend and I, since this for a few years now, man, I've just been kind of lost. And, um, it used to be everything to me. I used to be the one on stage playing music and leading a band and, um, just going to a simple, a church service doesn't matter if it's, uh, even completely in line with your beliefs or your denomination or whatever you, there's something to be said about a community of people coming together with Mm -hmm. one goal. Um, And if you find guys your age, if you're listening to this podcast and into the stuff that we're into, um, chances are you'll probably get connected with some good people there. And it's not going to be on Reddit or on Telegram or on Instagram. You know what I mean? Not that good things can come from there too, but like that's your community and it's all around you all the time. And you're probably going to meet some guys that are going to challenge you to be better. So,
0: And better better in ways both on and off the range. It doesn't always have to be you know, the guy pushing you for a faster split time. I mean, ideally it is, but it doesn't have to be like, there are some people out there who are just very good people. And without you, without either of you realizing it will push you and challenge you to be better. And that's important too, you know? So, uh, but yeah, hopefully this discussion at least gets you thinking, uh, or reevaluating some decisions and, and things. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's going to be a very interesting year. You know, today was the, the primary for Michigan. you got to vote for whoever you want for the Republican ticket and whoever you want for the Democrat ticket. If you're voting Democrat, I don't understand why, but I respect your right to choose. (laughs) Uh, And you know, it right now it's Joe Biden. He's got all the delegates for the, for the Democrats and it's looking like it's going to be Donald Trump by all accounts. You know, everybody else is pretty much getting crushed right now. So, um, if truthfully right truly and this is all uh, you know if you, if you if you don't think that what we saw in 2020 would ever happen again we're setting ourselves Wake up, up. for repeat like we, we literally are the election is going to be the same two guys over a lot yeah. of the same issues so
1: yeah I like it's a lot but, of the same issues with more extremism is
0: a stupid word but it's more extreme on this it is, uh, it is. Yeah, because uh, on the issues the hardships that before. people have, been, the part, I think it's because the hardships people have endured has just exacerbated, you know, the conditions. Yeah. The volatility is even higher now. Uh, regardless, of what everybody wants to say about January sixth, like it'll, it'll be worse, as bad as it could have ever been before. It will be worse, I think. Yeah. Like it, it, that's to say, if something major happens, and it just you want to pardon the pun, you want to be prepared you want to be prepared for whatever happens either to hold, hold tight where you're at. If you got to get out of town for a few days, you know, throw the dogs and the kids in the back of the station wagon and drive up to Pappy's, you know, whatever that means, or I might have to go hide out in Josh's basement, like Anne Frank for a couple of <laughs> days. Oh God. Yeah. I do well, have an wife. attic for
1: you, I guess it is. pretty. Yeah, really my wife knows really, how to cook. Warm, really yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. We my wife work. would
0: definitely be excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, hopefully Good this stuff, has man. been uh, helpful for you guys, and hopefully you pull you pull the message out of it. I don't often like to be the guy that says "I told you so" or tries to, you know, be the naysayer, the conspiracy theorist, or anything that. Like some of that stuff gets really cringy really fast. But you know, sitting here talking with Josh, and really, if you are reflective on everything that we all that it's not, it wasn't a unique experience to me or to Josh the entire country, literally, we lived through and we experienced all of the weird, weird, and surprising, and upsetting, and dangerous things that happened in 2020, the last time we were faced with a presidential election. Quite possibly the exact same presidential election, the way it's looking, right, with the number of delegates that Donald Trump has, the number of delegates that Joe Biden has, and we could be in store for round two. So it really it's the the point of the discussion is not so much to try and scare you right it's to hopefully awaken some some dormant thought or to provide a fresh perspective or maybe it's a it serves as a wake-up call I, that you need to reprioritize some things and uh perhaps you look at things a little bit differently when comparing it to events of the past i know we, we, we shouldn't always compare things right because it's not always a clear and even and fair comparison, but truly right now, things are different, but I would say in, they're still equal enough that we have the potential for some very violent activity. And you know, to people listening to this podcast, this isn't to advocate for violence, this isn't to advocate for action, this isn't to advocate for anything really, short of advocating for yourself and your own preparedness and your own well-being. When we talk about stuff like being the modern minuteman and you look at the the skill set that that really if you examine the past and what the term minuteman really used to refer to in the revolutionary war it was a capable rifleman right they could reload a minute reload in a minute that was where the the name the term the title came from here obviously we have the means through modern armaments that reloading happens way way, way faster But you have the ability and the capability to be an effective volunteer soldier with all the things that come with that, you know, scouting, shooting, the list goes on. Are you going to be one of those capable individuals or are you going to be somebody who puts yourself through, you know, your own inaction essentially, right, in danger because you don't know how to handle any of these situations, any of these scenarios when they come about. And be clear, if you're living, I mean, I'm not far from Detroit. Detroit is a historically Democrat-run city. We haven't had a Republican mayor in the, in the city of Detroit in, it's coming up on like 70 years. Somebody posted online the other day. And we have seen riots now twice in the city of Detroit. We had a one-night COVID riot. It did happen, though. I watched the Facebook live feed from one of the, I believe it was Detroit Free Press reporters. It did happen. I do believe it will happen again, and especially if we see the election of Donald Trump uh, as the next president of our country, I think we'll see a lot of violent protesting from people who are empowered by the liberal media to behave that way. They're empowered by liberal politicians who have lightened punishments. And I say this to point this out because whenever these crimes and these violent actions are carried out, if you can focus on the people carrying it out and their lack of punishment. But you also have to then acknowledge there were victims in all of that. And if your family was a victim the last time around, you know how bad this can get. And you know it can take years. There's there's a lot of instances in Minnesota and in some of these cities where there was a lot of, quote, mostly peaceful protesting, right, firebombing, looting, rioting some of these families, some of these businesses are still not whole from everything that happened to them in 2020. It can, it's a long road back. And if you're looking for ways to defend yourself and your family, this is a conversation that you need to have with yourself. Again, it doesn't have to be about pulling triggers. It can be about a lot of things. To me, it's more—it's it's far more a mental thing than it is anything else. It's far more about networking and planning and preparing truthfully uh, you, yourself, not, not in like in the prepper way where we talk about building a bunker and stockpiling supplies, but just being prepared to handle those situations as they arise. So, I mean, all those things said, I hope you guys, you were able to pull some things out of this. It's, it's going to be a very weird year. I think we're going to experience a lot of economic changes. I think we're going to experience a lot of political changes. I think there's going to be a lot up in the air between now and 2025. And I think that you only put yourself and your family in a better position, by starting to prepare now. And honestly, if you're starting to prepare now, you're actually, in fact, probably behind the curve and need to do a little bit more than what you're probably comfortable doing to try and ensure that you're able to protect those that you love. Keeping in mind, you know, human decency, laws of the land, your own limitations as a human. Uh, But Hopefully, this this gives you guys some insight. It's something that Josh and I were talking about. You know, hey, what are we looking at this year? What are we are we what are we really looking at? And what could this be? And, and what do we talk about? And this was kind of one of the ways we were able to frame it that I think it makes it most applicable to the conversations that we have here on Prepared Mindset. So uh, hopefully it yielded some positive things for all of you, or at the very least, you guys enjoyed listening to our discussion. Uh, we'll be back next week, uh, which actually... We'll be back with a, a Sunday sit rep as we are wrapping up February already. We're, we're at the end of Q1 of 2024 already. It's flying by. Crazy to think. Uh, we'll be back with, with more content and uh, more guests and all the good stuff that goes with it. But until then, you guys be safe out there. And like we say here all the time, work hard, train smarter, and be prepared.